Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, everyone. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week, and I hope you had a great Thanksgiving break if you are in the United States celebrating that holiday. Before the upcoming holiday schedule, and I know that no matter what you believe in or what your religion is, there are a ton of holidays coming up. And then immediately following all of these holidays, we have the new year. And so I wanted to make a point today to talk about New Year's resolutions because every year people all around the world get so excited about their New Year's resolutions and we become enamored with this idea of becoming a better version of ourselves. I mean, New Year, New Me, right? (laughs) We enter the New Year with the best of intentions because we truly want to improve ourselves and we're so optimistic about our ability to do so and change for the better. We commit to our resolution, we make progress in that first week, maybe the first month, but very rarely past the first half of the year. Because a lot of us tend to slowly let our resolutions slip and hope we do better next year because so many people around the world struggle to keep resolutions long term. But why do so many of us struggle to stick with our resolutions? And how can you keep from becoming another statistic? And how can you use manifestation in order to help you keep your resolutions? Well, the big how, in all honesty, is in the planning and taking inspired action. Planning so thoroughly that you cannot fail any way but forward. And I'm sure at this point you're probably thinking to yourself, but I do plan. My friends and I always communicate our goals to each other, or I always get a membership to XYZ, or I bought all these self-help books in preparation, or my personal favorite, but I've already bought all my meal prepping containers <laughs> or any of those versions. Having goals for the new year that you can clearly articulate is a great first step. And we know the universe needs that clarity in order to help work for us. But we want to manifest the best versions of our lives, right? So let's not settle for half-assed New Year's resolutions. Let's jump into how you can create a resolution that you will keep so that you can continue to move forward to manifest the best version of yourself. Today, we are going to jump into eight tips I have for you to help maintain those resolutions. 
And I initially planned for eight, and then I thought of another one. So there's actually like nine. It's I guess you consider more of it like a bonus tip. So with that, let's jump into what these tips are. So the first step I have for you in trying to keep your resolution is identify the things you want most. Get clarity. What is the list of things you've always wanted for yourself that are completely within your control? And this is probably the list that you've already thought of. These are more than likely things that you've been thinking about, things that you already have decided this is something that I want to do. Maybe it's been the same resolution for years and years and you just have to repeat it every year because you haven't seemed to, to stick to it the year prior. Ask yourself what makes you the happiest and most inspired if they were accomplished. How would it feel to achieve these goals? And then create that list of what you want and why. Spend time on each goal and really connect with it. How would it feel to achieve that? Is it something small? Is it a big goal? Does it feel overwhelming at all? And if it does feel overwhelming, can you break this goal down into a different micro goal that feels a little bit more in alignment with where you are currently? All of those things are going to help the universe understand what it is you're wanting while you still maintain that positive frequency. For example, if you want to work on decluttering your entire house and make room for that abundant motherfucking energy that we talked about in episode five, maybe you can start with a drawer or a closet or a bookshelf or even your purse instead. You don't have to tackle the entire huge project of decluttering your entire house in a month or a weekend or whatever that is. Sometimes our resolutions in and of themselves would be a huge accomplishment because we want to see really big change. But you need to start small. And more often than not, people try to bite off more than they can chew. And when that overwhelm and that stress starts to set in, all of a sudden they allow themselves to make excuses as to why they're going to fail. And we don't want that to be you this year. So start small. If you want to see big change, start small. It helps build your confidence, which will over time help shut your ego up. Tell it to take a back seat to all the success that you're having and make long lasting change instead of doing the yo-yo thing that we all have a tendency to do. If you can start smaller, you're more likely to have more success. And I'm not saying don't go after your big fucking dreams. Have at it. If you have a great plan for that, fucking go for it. Have the best version of your life. But for a lot of us, Have a heart-to-heart with yourself and decide, if I break this up into a smaller goal, is it going to be more manageable for me to integrate into my life and make it a lifelong habit moving forward and not just something I do for a month or six weeks? So that's the first tip I have for you is clarify what you want. The second tip I have for you is identify the why behind each goal that you've set for yourself. Make sure your goals really resonate with you emotionally. I don't know if y'all remember me talking about feeling goals in one of the past episodes, or fulling goals as I kept saying. If your goals are too superficial or shallow because you haven't dove deeper, it's not going to be very hard to give them up when the first set of obstacles come up. So use those feeling goals to really sit in the emotions of how happy you're going to be when you achieve this goal, how excited you're going to feel, how much does it fill your cup. Start embodying all of those emotions, which is going to help you get on the frequency of someone that already has that thing. So let's say this is a really popular resolution, so I'm going to use this example again. Let's say one of your goals is to get healthy. Okay, why? Why do you want to get healthy? And what does that mean for you? 
beyond how you look, beyond a general sense of happiness or well-being, dive deeper. Those reasons are not strong enough. Get to the core of your why and keep funneling down until you get to something that fires you up, something that will keep you going when challenges present themselves. So maybe your why in this example would be to release the body image you have of someone who is unlovable and allow yourself to step into the health of someone who is enough. Maybe that's the why for you to get healthy. Or maybe you're on a life-regulating medication that you've been on for years, and all you want to do is stop spending money on this medication, stop putting it into your body, and you want to get healthy so that you can be medicine-free. That is a much stronger why. Or maybe you just want to be more spiritually aligned with your body and mind, and you want to reflect that connection outwardly. And for you, that's a really strong emotional connection. Any one of those would be good examples of funneling the situation down all the way to what it is that's really going to motivate you and get your ass into the kitchen to meal prep on Sunday night when you're tired as hell and the last thing you want to do is meal prep. Go deeper. I'll never forget when I lost 8% of body fat after a breakup with my previously abusive boyfriend. And I made my why, as in my why to get healthier, all about revenge and vanity. I didn't feel good, but I wanted to look good to satisfy whatever was missing in me. I thought that if I could just lose the body fat percentage and get to the condition that I was in before we met, and just felt really good about my appearance, that that would all of a sudden make me worthy. And that would undo everything he did to me in the relationship. I thought that by fixing my body fat percentage, I would be fixing what made me abusable and weak. And that why, while sad in a lot of ways, it still wasn't enough to get me motivated. Because it was easier for me to fall into that despair of not enoughness. And I'm doing this because I am not enough. And that feeds the wrong kind of energy. And that's not going to give you the motivation or the life change and the energetic frequency that you want to get on. And beyond the initial weight loss, the vanity of my why wasn't strong enough to help me maintain that weight loss long term. And the negativity of the other why, my not enoughness, worked against me also because of that negative energy. So don't make this a negative why either. Make it a positive why for yourself and something that's really going to get you excited and motivated and make you feel as though you're on top of the world once you've achieved it. And because my why was so negative and shallow, I was only able to keep that body fat percentage off at, or at a healthy number anyway for about three months before gaining it all back. Because again, that lack of the strong why and that negativity created yo-yoing. And I share this story with you so that you know to stay away from that negative energy and to form that stronger why for yourself. Find the why that will get your ass moving each day toward your desires, and it will make you want to work toward your desires. Because the excuse is, oh, I want to look better in my clothes, or I want to be hotter for dating. Those excuses are not going to get you into the kitchen to meal prep on Sunday night or to go to the gym after a hard day's work or to decide not to emotionally eat when you're upset. Find what will motivate you to not fall into your typical patterns. The why needs to be stronger than your excuses. Make it something that is in alignment with your future goals and the energy you want to embody in life. The third tip I have for you is be selective and keep this list short. Choose one to three goals that you would like to pursue as a resolution 
and too many is a recipe for disappointment and disaster. It's like that saying goes, less is best. In this case, 100%. Baby steps can lead to major life changes. Drastic, huge lifestyle changes that happen overnight usually lead to eventual relapsing. And if you can, try choosing goals in different areas of your life so that you don't overload or overwhelm any one area in particular. As an example, if you want to do something like learn a language, try to make another goal something physical or creative. That way you're not mentally overloading yourself and tiring yourself out. So instead of learning a language and reading every day and learning guitar and maybe work on Sudoku or whatever your mental game is, instead, maybe try learning a language and giving up dairy or stop smoking or go on a walk once a day or make a healthier choice for lunch every day. You know, whatever it is, find a way to balance out the areas of your life, mental, physical, creative, etc., Balancing out the impact of your resolutions across different facets of your life will prevent you from getting overwhelmed in any one area. And as I said in step one and two, baby steps is key. So start off small if you can in each respective area and know that you are on a long-term path towards achieving drastic lifestyle changes that you have been longing for. The fourth tip I have for you is identify your challenges. What will be the hardest part or the biggest obstacle that you will face when trying to keep your resolution? And think about this now. Do not wait until January 1st. Start thinking about this and journaling about it immediately. How will you plan to overcome these challenges that are going to get in your way? Because life isn't perfect. Challenges are going to come up for every single goal that you have. What excuses do you think you could make? How do you plan to overcome these? And how will you make sure that those excuses aren't working? You need to figure out what will make you push forward and push through the pain when you really, really don't want to. And a big part of that is going back to your why. That is why step number two is so important. But it's also important to have that clarity and to understand and have the honesty with yourself and figuring out what those triggers for you might be. What might come out of the woodwork and just throw a wrench in your path and be like, oh, you're doing great. Boom. Something happens. What is that for you? What could possibly derail you? Think of every possible scenario that you can and then solve for each one of them. And you need to be very honest with yourself and identify where where you will struggle and why. And again, then start thinking through how you will overcome and prevent these challenges. What can you do to make sure these challenges do not knock you off course? And using manifestation, visualize these challenges coming up And then you successfully stepping into your power and into your worth and handling them in a way that makes you proud and makes you inch closer and closer to your goals. That's going to show the universe that you're in alignment with what it is that you want. So start visualizing those things now. It's a powerful exercise for you to know exactly how to handle it when it actually comes up. For me, challenges would be things like I have poor time management at times. How much energy might I have if I if I schedule something towards the end of the day? Am I going to be able to make it to the end of the day and then be able to give it the energy that I want to give that thing? Sometimes I have decision-making fatigue by the end of the day. So I typically have to front load my day with resolutions before I get tired or before my day gets hectic with meetings or before life starts happening, right? So I am not a – well, historically, I have not been a morning person. I am working on that. 
And so front-loading things and getting things done in the morning as opposed to the evenings when I used to do everything, it is a huge lifestyle change. And it's taken a lot of work. And so I had to figure out, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, what do I need to do to prep myself in the morning? Well, I need a few hours to really wake up first. I need a few hours to grab my coffee, do the things I want to do, and get settled in. Okay, well, if I want to do that, how much earlier do I need to wake up? And then what time do I need to go to bed the night before? And what time do I need to wrap up work in order to feel like I have a, ne- a decent amount of time to to rest before I'm ready to go to bed? You have to keep pushing this thing back and saying, what is every step that I need to take in order to get to that step, to get to that step, to get to that step, to make sure I stick with my resolution? Get clear on what might throw you off and make a plan to overcome it and go back to your why. Step number five is create a detailed plan. It's great to know where you're going, but you need to lay out the how that will get you there. So like I just mentioned that example about me getting ready to do more things in the morning, I had to step back all the way to the day before, even as far as the morning before to figure out what do I need to do to change my entire lifestyle routine to make sure that mornings now work for me. Because staying up until midnight or 1 a.m. every night the night before is not going to help me. So what do I need to do to make sure I'm not staying up that late? What time do I need to shut everything down? What time do I need to be eating dinner by? What time do I need to be showered and walk the dog by? I mean, all of those decisions are a part of this detailed plan. Plans clearly articulated and written down, not just talked about, written down, fucking write it down, seriously. Those types of plans are significantly more likely to be effective. It's like whenever people talk about goal setting, and if you can actually write down your goals, you're already 30% more likely than everyone else to meet your goal just because you wrote it down. Same thing with your resolutions. Write it down. How will you achieve these goals step by step? And what is the smallest step you can take each day to set yourself up for success? Identify the details. Maybe it's waking up five minutes earlier to read or listening to a language learning podcast on the way to work or packing healthy snacks the night before you go to work. I mean, there are so many things you can do, but you have to be proactive and you can't be proactive unless you know what you need to do to set yourself up for success. And that comes down to creating a detailed plan. When will you set aside time for your goals? How long will each take a day? And then give it some padding, because if you're anything like me with the time management, I always add like 10, 15 minutes to everything I do because I always underestimate how much time it takes me. So figure out how long each thing will take. And then also, who is your support system? Who do you have as accountability that you can talk to and say, hey, haven't had a super great week. Let's talk about it. And then write out your entire success plan as if it is a business plan, because it is. It's your business plan for your life. How are you going to feel in five years from now if all your resolutions never get met? And if you never step into the shoes of the person you really ultimately want to be in life, are you going to feel fulfilled or are you going to have disappointment and regret? You have the time right now to get in front of it. Write out that business plan and know everything, every detail. Be the CFO, the CEO, the COO of your life. Identify what could cause you to veer off course and address how you can overcome that on the front end, just like we talked about in the previous step. And if we're going back to that example of getting healthier, potential roadblocks might be no access to healthy food. Okay, well, how do you address that on the front end? Meal prep and packing snacks, which might mean grocery shopping on Fridays so you can meal prep on Saturdays, which might mean creating your grocery list on Thursdays so you can check the fridge and everything else, which might take you 15 minutes that evening after work to put together. 
So then maybe you're having to shut down the laptop a little earlier so that you have the time to write out that grocery list. And then maybe in order to shut down a little earlier from work, you need to jumpstart your morning a little earlier to see how all these things start tying in with one another. And so it's easy for people to use these things as excuses if they haven't thought back far enough. So create that detailed plan. Peel back the layers of each detail. If you won't do something that is critical to achieving your goal, what are your alternatives? Can you outsource some of your to-dos? And if not, and you still won't do whatever it is that you need to succeed, your why isn't strong enough. If there's some excuse you're giving yourself that you know is going to keep you from accomplishing your goals over time, go back to your why. And then maybe that goal is just not in alignment with what it is that you really want. And then figure go back to step one and two. The key is to get honest with yourself. If you've tried and failed forward before, what lesson can be learned from that? And how can you overcome that this next time? Write out your strategy this month and do it before the new year. So that way, January 1st doesn't come around and you just say, oh, I'll just start tomorrow, which then becomes Monday and then the next and then the next until you never begin. Put the work in now while you're still motivated and lean into this inspired action and start visualizing it so the universe can do everything within its power to help you out. The sixth tip I have for you is be realistic. As you detail your plan, make sure it is reasonable and not too overwhelming. Do not allow yourself to create a plan that is doomed to fail and shatter your ego. If your plan is weight loss, no more than two pounds a week. If it is reading, start with five to 10 or 15 minutes a day instead of an hour. Avoid committing to goals like, oh, I will be fluent in Italian in two weeks, or I will lose 100 pounds in three months, or I'm going to train to run a marathon in three weeks. Yes, there are all kinds of exceptions. I mean, I'm sure there are people that have done this in the past, but that doesn't always mean that you should. And just because you can manifest anything doesn't always mean that it's in alignment with who you want to be long term. You need to aim for healthy progress over quick results. It's like the saying goes, the longer something takes to achieve, the more precious it is to you. Don't set yourself up to yo-yo on your goals. Be patient. We're making lifestyle changes, not ordering lunch. Push yourself, of course, but this needs to lead to personal growth. But push yourself reasonably. And it's a fine, fine balance. I know it is, guys. Push yourself, but not too much. Find that sweet spot between comfortability and overwhelm because that's where the beautiful change occurs. If you're comfortable, it's not hard enough. But if you are stressed out and anxious and you're starting to have all those negative signs of manifesting come in, then it's a little too difficult and go back, peel it back a little bit. It's okay to shift around and try to figure out what that perfect zone is for you. My seventh tip that I have for you is make time to check in once a week with yourself. Once a week, not once a day, not once an hour, once a month. Checking in too often is not a good idea, but neither is checking in infrequently. This habit can trick you into thinking progress isn't being made or to even lose motivation, which you don't want, guys. Resolutions are hard enough as it is a lot of times because we're looking for that area that pushes us. Don't make it harder on yourself by not checking in and giving you that motivation. So choose one day a week to reflect on the past week. Figure out what that is now and put it into your plan. What went well? What did not go well? And allow yourself the courtesy of assessing your goals and tweaking them as necessary. Maybe reading every day is just too much too soon. Maybe you have too much going on in your schedule and when you actually tried to implement the plan that you spent so much time detailing out, 
it's just not working yet, or it's just not reasonable to assume that you will attain that the rest of your life. And you want to make a permanent lifestyle change, so you have to scale it back a little bit. That is okay. Maybe reading every other day might work better. Or maybe one cheat meal a week isn't working, and maybe you need two or three. This is a huge lifestyle change, and you don't need to strive for perfection. Perhaps your guitar lesson needs to be 30 minutes instead of an hour. Use this time to reflect on the commitments you kept and didn't keep the week prior. Allow this to show you what is not working and readjust. You can readjust. Do not allow this black and white mindset or that perfectionism mindset to come in and and try to throw you off course. Resolutions and goals are not written in stone. Yes, you can have a business plan, but business plans are modified all the time, adjusting to the needs of the company. And you are your own company. So make your goals work with you, not against you. You're not a failure just because you don't perfectly follow some arbitrary plan that you created for yourself the month prior. Don't allow your black and white thinking to label you as a failure as you work to identify what you need to be successful. Be flexible. Allow adjustments. We are all different. We all have different motivations. And we each need to figure out what system works for us. And if you're new to this process, it's likely you will need to reassess and adjust accordingly anyway. You can't, I mean, it's so unlikely you'd get it perfectly right the first time you try to do this. Trial and error is a great tool to identify habits for long-term success, especially when there are so many methods that can be used. There are thousands of methods to success for a reason, because we all think and operate differently. And use this time to congratulate yourself. Even if you only read once this past week, is it more than you were reading the week prior or last year? That's fantastic, guys. That's improvement. You don't need to hit some arbitrary amount that your less experienced self set in order to be successful. Each step in the right direction is success. So praise yourself for your progress, any progress. Again, I don't care if you only did it once and you said you were going to do it four times. It doesn't matter because it's great that you're even taking the first step to get yourself there. So acknowledge the fact that you're doing it more than you were and congratulate yourself. And if you feel passionately and you really do feel like you still have the time to do the other things and you don't need to readjust, well, then maybe get a little bit more firmer in your why and go back to the steps and figure out what else you need to be able to stay true to your goals. And the last and eighth tip I have for you goes hand in hand with step seven. And that is in addition to checking in, allow yourself to pause, reset, and try again. We can't live in a black and white world if we want to be mentally healthy people. If you had a bad week or bad month or a bad day, whatever, that's okay. Pause, reflect on what happened and why and reevaluate your plan and try again. It doesn't have to be on the first day of the month, year, or even the week. Monday is not some magical day that is going to get you motivated all of a sudden. I used to be that person that was like, oh, I'm going to start my new diet next Monday, or on Monday I'm going to stop doing this, or whatever it is. Monday is not some mythical being that allows you to accomplish all of your goals all of a sudden. There are no rules for you to break other than the ones that you create for yourself. Your goals and resolutions will likely be a part of a larger lifestyle change. If this is the case, this is a huge undertaking, guys. 
Your lifestyle is a part of your identity, which is so hooked into your ego. And we know that ego fears change. So it's going to do what it can to keep you from making progress. So this is a challenge. And changing a lifestyle that has been in place for years, if not decades, is quite a feat. So realize that life is about making mistakes and learning from them. And know that it's okay to do that. And do the same with your resolutions. Learn to do better as you get up and try again. Lifestyle changes are the most rewarding, but they're also the most difficult because your ego will fear the change. Don't allow your ego to win. Force it to embrace this positive change that you're trying to make, and eventually it will step out of the way. But you just have to keep pushing through even when it feels like it's getting tough. So keep asking it to move over. And I know I said I was only going to have eight tips and I gave you my last tip, but I feel like I need to leave you with a very specific manifestation tip as well. Even though we've covered quite a few in this episode as well as throughout the show, I do want to specifically address this component. And so this last one, this bonus tip, if you will, allow manifestation to help you in this journey. Utilize all the tools you've learned from not only myself, but others as well to help you make this change. Know that your success is coming so the universe can work to make it a little easier for you. You need to have the challenges because that's where the real personal growth comes. But the universe can do what it can to take the burden off you a little bit more. And visualize having your success. Take inspired action when your intuition is calling to you. Speak your success into existence using your words and affirmations. Be grateful for the small steps, and don't forget that they're also little successes in and of themselves. And maintain your positivity while you're on this journey. Go back to some of the other podcasts, listen to the manifestation tips, and figure out how you can apply some of those to this as well. We covered quite a few of them in the show today, but there are hundreds that are out there that can also help you and make this a little easier for you. If you haven't met your goals before, Maybe you just didn't have manifestation on your side just yet. Find ways and tools using manifestation to help you succeed. You got this. Know that you already have your success. It is already working for you. So that is all I have for you this week, you beautiful souls. I will summarize all these tips in the show notes, which are linked to each episode and can also be found on the blog in my website if you ever need to go back and reference some of these talks. Please share your resolutions with me and tag me on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation. And for some extra inspiration, if you rate and review this podcast, send me a screenshot and I will email you in return my seven weekly manifestation hacks as a thank you. It'll be a little bonus extra for you going into the new year and helping fire you up on a daily, weekly basis. Have a fabulous rest of your week and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the 
T-H-E-ModernManifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at TheModernManifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.